Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is bonus episode number 18. On this episode, I have an awesome conversation with an up-and-coming band. Um, Some of you may have heard of them. They're really starting to put out music very recently, and it's just really starting to explode already for them. Uh, It's super dope to see. They're from Northwest Ohio, and that band is the Neon Straight Jackets. Um, Super dope conversation. We were able to get the whole band together uh, and really, like, have fun with this conversation. We talk about uh, the new EP that, as of us talking, hadn't been released, but uh, as of this episode going live, has just dropped uh, about a week ago now. And it's called Ex-Girlfriends and Ecstasy. Um, Super fun conversation with the guys. We got all kinds of ridiculous talking about the sound, the lyrical content. We got deep and heavy about how music has the ability to heal and kind of pull you through trauma points in life. Uh, And then we went off the fucking rails at the end and talked about, you know, what the best type of pizza was. Whether it's cut into slices and triangles or... Uh, If it's square cut, is it thin crust? Is it okay to fucking punch people and have duels? Uh, It was just an awesome conversation. So again, huge shout out to the guys for taking the time to to sit down with me. I really want to bring this one to you, uh, you know, just to help get them the exposure. But I I think it's another just, again, a lighthearted conversation. Um, And it's going to be something that you guys are going to learn a lot about this band through this episode. So, here's my conversation with Neon Straight Jackets. Awesome. So, uh, to kick things off, I do start with the same boring-ass question every time. Simple introduction. Let's go around the room and, you know, who you are, what you do in the band. And uh, let's do, instead of a fun fact about yourself, give a fun fact about one of your bandmates. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it gets more dangerous this, this, that way. That's why I wanted to do it. <laughs> This could go very south. Um, okay, which one? Sorry, you, you have to do yeah, that. you start. You start. Um, hi, uh, my name is Larry Stahl. Uh, I am the uh, lead singer and uh, one of the guitarists of Neon Straight Jackets. And um, trying to think of what would be like a decent fun fact because I think we all know each other too well. Um, the first time our drummer Colt never spoke to me in grade school, all he did was yell boobies. <laughs> that was like sure. first grade maybe first grade. kindergarten kindergarten were there, yeah. were there boobies around or did he no. just yell out? <laughs> i don't know i don't even remember i i i honestly kind of we i were, don't know we were eight i don't know yeah. <laughs> it's quite possible yeah yeah awesome um i'm mikey kramer i'm the bass guitarist and i also do vocals um Fun fact about this guy is <laughs> me and him went to kindergarten together and I witnessed him call a teacher mom. Still remember nice. that to this day. That's my, yeah, that's my one was thing. Me? Yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> that was your dad that? Yeah, yeah, you were like, excuse me, mommy, because you burped. <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh, man. <laughs> All right, Johnny, you better. All right, you you better bring the heat. Introduce yourself, man. Hi, I'm Johnny Hopkins. I'm the knee, the guitar player for the Neon Straight Jackets. And the first time I ever met uh, Larry, I was taking a leak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a public place, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. <laughs> actually, no, I take that back. Larry actually lived down the road from me, so uh, for a little bit of my life. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Um, I'm Colton Lloyd, drummer for the Neon Straight Jackets. Uh, who hasn't had a fun fact about them yet? Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> I fully expected Larry to drop one. Yeah. Hmm. What's a fun fact about Mikey that I know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. There's quite a few. Okay. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, get somebody help me. 
Um, okay, uh, I will speak for Col- on Colton's behalf. I appreciate it. Um, a fun fact about Mikey is uh, he used to just be a regular guitarist before he played bass in the band. Awesome. Yeah. Do you, do you find that bass is easier or harder than standard quote unquote guitar? It fundamentally it is easier but i try not to let it be easier just by default i try to really get into it and add something to the song but uh i kind of prefer it because it allows me to get more into the crowd and more into the interaction and uh i get to move around more i get to do backup vocals which i cannot do on guitar like at all and it's just it's more fun so i don't mind it yeah i never would have expected to be a bass player for the longest time i was like very against it but he offered me a bass spot and I have a bass. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Having a good I mean, time. The The main reason I ask that I played bass in high school, but bass players get shit on, right? Like they're the, the guy <laughs> yeah. that just stands on the side of the stage. They don't, you know, and it, everybody assumes, oh, they've just got it easy. And it's like, it's more intricate than what most people realize. Like, like you said, right. fundamentally, yes, it, it's simpler. Sure. I've only got four strings i you know whatever but the the growth in the room that exists within a bass is huge and right just like drums if you fuck up the bass line it fucks up the whole song so right i want to be that bass player that breaks the boring stereotype you know i want to really be in there adding something so that's my aim as far as that goes i mean i feel it also helps that when we were younger we just used to watch van halen concerts all day and all night (laughs) oh yeah we watching watching michael anthony on stage if you watch the 1986 live without a net van halen performance should have been my fun fact oh yeah i'm named after (laughs) i'm named after the bass player for van halen my name is michael anthony so that was another thing that made me want to be a bass player (laughs) yeah that is dope that's the fun fact i mean you know um it's not that the first fact wasn't good, but that one's much more fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not great on the spot sometimes. It happens. It's all good. All good. Uh, so let's talk for anybody that's not familiar with you guys yet, which obviously you're kind of breaking into the scene right now. Um, let's talk a little bit about formation and inspiration that's going into the sound, because one thing that I've noticed so far for what I've heard from you guys, um, sound-wise, you um it's not a how do i want to put that it's not oh man these guys are just all-time low but younger you know what i mean like there's clearly (laughs) influence from several different genres and bands yeah we all get it differently yeah yeah every every you ask any one of us uh sitting here right now and i bet you our top five is completely different for every person um yeah no i guess um if i were to add to that talk about formation first then influence uh like you listed um when it comes to uh formation i guess uh the best way to put it is um me and Mikey and Colton were, uh, when we were in high school, we were in like a, like a shitty little band. Like I said, we used to watch Van Halen all day and all night, you know, just like taking notes. And we, we wanted to, we all, we all grew up with like music backgrounds and whatnot. Um, and wanted to do that, but we were like, Whoa, Van Halen. And like trying to think of what else, what else were we like religiously, because oh. we used we used to we used to dig into weird stuff. We'd listen to bootlegs on YouTube and everything. But <laughs> anyway, so we were in this cruddy little band, and you know, being a kid, you know, you got the, you know, well, I'm gonna do this, well, I'm gonna do that, and it eventually uh, broke off. And um, when quote unquote neon straight jackets uh, started to take shape, it was um, after we all kind of went our separate ways from doing that thing, and I was originally just a singer. And then when Colton couldn't play drums for us anymore, I was singing and playing drums. And um, I eventually was like, you know what, I'm finally going to pick up a guitar and learn this. And so I started writing, um, as a matter of fact, uh, some of the songs on our uh, upcoming album um, is uh, our single right now, Shit Canned is, that's like one of like the brand new songs uh, that that have been written more collaboratively with everybody in the group instead of just, you know, me sitting at home. I mean, like everything is collaborative. 
but uh you know like just when it comes to like chords and vocals and what we're singing about and blah 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 energy um that's kind of where it comes from so i started learning how to do that um the original version of neon straight jackets had a completely different bass player completely different drummer nobody that's on this couch right now and um again us being kids we only did like a couple of shows we were like 17 and then like you know girls in high school and all that we stopped and so um i guess what caused me to get a hold of these guys and want to try it all over again was um one of my musical inspirations i wanted to bring up was uh, my grandmother uh her name was ramona slaby she didn't play punk rock music or anything <laughs> like that but she was um because my my mom was in like a classic rock country cover band and she'd do that and then my grandma uh was in a bluegrass band and she used to run like a old music barn in this town called Melrose, Ohio. And uh, she'd invite all of her old friends over. So I grew up listening to that. And long story short, um, she ended up uh, passing away. And when she uh, passed away, all I could think to do was write a song about it. And then one song became three more songs. And it was really therapeutic for me to get some of the feelings I was feeling out at that time. And after I had accumulated a few more songs after what I had already written prior to the quote unquote first version of the Neon Straight Jackets, um, I decided, you know what, I can't sit on these anymore. I want to do this again. I want to get back into music. And it also helped that when she passed away, I inherited uh, all of her music equipment from that building. Yeah. So I just said, screw it. So I, I got a hold of Colton and Colton was like, you should get a hold of Johnny. I know he plays six strings because the thing is, Johnny was originally the bass player in this group, but he's way better at six strings than I ever will be. And, um, but we asked him to play bass cause we couldn't think of anyone else. And he was like, oh yeah, sure. You know, I, I, I was thinking about playing bass, so whatever. And then eventually evolving and whatnot. Um, I got a hold, uh, back of Mikey, uh, a couple years into figuring out exactly what this is and like working on these songs that are on our, uh, upcoming album, ex-girlfriends and ecstasy. And, um, yeah, no, I guess, uh, the three of us have been doing it for a couple of years. Uh, Mikey's just getting started, but he's doing an excellent job and he is definitely breaking the bass stereotype. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I have a, I have a tendency to uh, go a little off the rails there. So I hope all of that was coherent. <laughs> and was. just to add to that a little bit, um, I came along, I couldn't have been at a better time because most of the album was written by the time I got here, but I relate to the album in a different way than he does. But also very strongly because I had just gotten out of a very serious relationship. And also shortly before that, my mother had passed away from, uh, what was it? Pancreatic cancer. And um, she had always encouraged me to get back into music. At that point, I'd been out of it about four years. And my last gift from her was actually the bass you see me on stage with, or you will see me on stage with. And so it all just feels perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, incredible you know sorry for your losses but it is incredible how music is that that therapy and that that release that we all seek and everybody can find solace in right yeah 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 it's yeah uh, that's really how we all connected on this yeah it's really been a i mean at least for mikey and i because we're we were dealing with that and um i don't know it's been a big motivator and if anything just our musical um push from relatives or uh, heritage and whatnot of music being in the family and whatnot has done nothing but push us to want to do that and so that's kind of what brings us here today um yeah as, as sad of a thing as that is you know it's it's a it's a good thing because we finally found a valve for things going on in our lives yeah for sure and you know it, it does suck you know but if you really think about it there's everybody experiences it at some point and it you know not to say that it's common and doesn't hurt or whatever, but I think the the thing is like many, many, many people um, experience it and then don't deal with it or don't find that outlet, you know, and it just eats them alive on the inside. Um, so being able to to kind of find this brotherhood through the music and be able to heal in yep. some fashion is is a major thing it's exactly how i feel about my joining this yeah this uh i like to i like to think of um because i know i know there can be a criticism of our music that some people will look at it and go well you're dwelling on the past a lot 
and you know you're um you're bringing up a lot of bad feelings all the time in the songs and it's just like look man it's all therapy and you can pick up an instrument and try to do it yourself you'd be surprised how much it would help or you could just come and see us live and feel it with us you know what i mean i like i like to think of uh, a lot of the music that was written on this because there's there's a couple of uh there's a couple of like real rager like happy songs you know but a lot of it's just getting your feelings out and me wanting even people who don't play music or people who just want to like show up to a show or whatever, like feel it with us, you, you know, like, I like, I want you to understand that your feelings are valid and I want you to dance while you're understanding that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like that. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it, it's crazy that people still feel that way because like, if you go back in the history of any fucking band, literally like pick any fucking band, at some point there have been songs that are written in the past tense that are dwelling on some traumatic experience and it's like oh yeah that's what the blues know, is all about yeah i mean that's the whole literally, genre literally called the blues you know right right well and then you know for for those of us i'm 38 like i grew up in the prime of pop punk and emo like that was all about fucking right. ex-girlfriends yep uh ecstasy you know pun intended there uh but you know it, it it's again it goes back to that music has the ability to build this community whether it's just the band or the band and their fans and obviously that's the way you want it to go is to make this connection and build this community where people go hey you know that sucks that you went through it i've been through it let's let's be together and be happy and heal Right. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. exactly how you see a lot of the big bands that make movements that end up changing the world. That's exactly how it goes. Everybody feels the same, you know, and they end up in one place. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about um, the the album. Um, you know, we just had a play on words with it there. Ex-Girlfriends and Ecstasy. Uh, you guys are dropping that here in just a couple weeks as of us talking. Um, what's it been like, obviously being able to pour your soul really into this artwork and then now getting closer and closer to releasing it to the world and let them go, Hey, here's a piece of my heart, you know, please, please be gentle, but tell me what you think, you know? <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, let's see. I, you know, I want, I want to, I want I want Colton or Johnny to try to bring this in. Like I'm not, <laughs> I want to hear how that goes. It's, it's a little nerve wracking. Cause like you spend so much time like creating it and like all the effort that we've put into actually forming the album, you don't want it to flop, you know? Right. Cause yeah. like all the emotion that we've put into it, if it just kind of nah, lands out there, it's, you know, so there's, there's a lot riding on it. Um, you know, we, we have confidence in it. I think it's going to turn out well. Well, Same. well, the, well, the, well, the thing about it is, um, you know, you, like you're, you're going to have critics about anything, any piece of art, you know, you'd be surprised. Um, you'd be surprised the kind of art um, that people like, you know, like Renaissance paintings where they're like, I don't know about that, man. And then now they looked at it, these great works and not saying that we've literally created this Renaissance <laughs> painting that everybody's going to love. But it's just one of those things of like, look, man, this is um, this is for dudes of. Uh, this is four dudes putting out art that um, has like a lot of emotional meaning to them. So at the end of the day, you know, if you, if you think the, it, I don't know, if you don't like the mix or you just don't like the message and it's not for you, that's okay. But I certainly, as we talked about before, when it comes to traumatic experiences and healing and like trying to uh, learn how crazy and messed up the world is as we get older and have these existential crises, whether it be, some girl leaving you or you know a family member passing away or just um going going through life paycheck to paycheck and trying to make it i i feel like it might not be for everybody because not everything is for everybody but it's certainly to the people for the kind of person the kind of people we are that we wrote it as there if we're like this and we put it out then there's other people like that out there that are like that that'll be able to understand exactly what it means. And uh, hopefully they like it nearly as much as we do, because it's certainly been therapeutic for us. So I hope the rest of the world feels the same way. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about, you know, being a DIY band. Um, 
you know, you don't have to give the exact dollar amounts or anything like that, but it's not cheap, right, to do these things. And <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 we're not so, looking to make profit, just break even. That's the that's the first goal. Yeah, right. Right. And, and I think, you know, that's one of the big things that a lot of people don't understand, you know, especially in the digital age that, oh, well, anybody can record anything they want on a MacBook, right? Like, sure. Right. But there's still a lot more that goes into it. And honestly, the people that are just recording on a MacBook, that's not your final product most of the time. Right. Um, talk a little bit about what you guys have been through to, to create the, the album and get all this ready for the public. Well, <laughs> here's a few different areas yeah, no, we can talk yeah. about. I mean, um, I mean, money's being spent all over the place for this. Yeah. Um. There's a. Let's see here. Where, what, what corner do I start eating this square piece of pizza <laughs> at? Equipment. I think I equipment. spent about a grand on equipment in the past three months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. I'm let's. Still at, I'm still evolving my own sound. Right. And everybody does. Um, I'm trying to think here. So I guess um, in terms of what was put into making this album, um, first of all, I, I, I want everybody to know out there because I know that there's some people that are like just wanting to sing and play guitar and just getting into it. And they probably listen to this podcast to like find some source of inspiration from people. It's literally called You Make the Scene. Uh, preferably it's for an audience that wants to make the scene and what i will say is we've gone to some pretty good places with it but don't think that you need to have the absolute best everything right off the bat when but it was just me on guitar and doing vocals all i had was a dan electro fab metal pedal and I found a amp on Craigslist for a hundred bucks. And that's what I worked with for a long time until I, until, you know, we were finally in a position where I'm like, I want to evolve my sound. I finally feel like the time is right. I have a little bit more money to be able to do that. Um, so me personally, at first, I didn't put a whole lot of money into it. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I put pedals and I, I started grabbing pedals and different sounds and whatnot. And a lot of that did actually kind of help uh, how the album uh, ended up uh, sounding at the end of the day. But I'm just saying sometimes the best art you can make is when you're inside the box. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, um, what you need to do is figure out how to get creative with what you have, which I know is a thing that also applies to film too. You'd be surprised how many cool short films get made with just things people have laying around, but yeah, you know, um, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's what I gotta say. Um, we've spent we've we've spent a lot of money, but I don't want people to. <laughs> no. I don't want I don't want I don't want people to think that they need to spend a lot of money to be able to do anything like that. At right. least in my opinion. So if yeah, and, and on that real quick, you know, the making the most of what you have. I don't know if you guys have seen it. There's a, a documentary from like 20, 2008, 2010, somewhere around there, uh, called "It Might Get Loud." And they go with um, Jack White, uh, Jimmy Page, and I think it's Edge. Yeah, um, yes. I know what so, you're talking about. But the, there's a scene where Jack White literally is out in this fucking barn, grabs like a piece of a two by four, some nails, some pickups, and a glass Coke bottle and makes a fucking guitar and shreds. And like, <laughs> obviously, that's a whole different level of talent and, and whatever. Well, um, not that I personally have it, but actually the other guitarist in the band, Johnny here, does stuff like that all the time, making yeah. do with what he's got. I've seen yeah. him make a guitar out of a coffee table. Yeah. So I totally, yeah, no, no stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I think we were going to move over to you, Mike. What, are, what do you want to, what was your avenue of uh, that, that you wanted to go down? <laughs> uh, I guess another part of this that could be talked about is that we've hired a, what does PR stand for? Public representation? Yeah. Or yeah. public relations. Public relations agency <laughs> yeah. to promote us and they're being a massive help. Um, obviously, they probably contacted you and helped set yep. this up and they're they're just bringing us opportunities and it's, it's going pretty well so far. Um, they're really helping with promotion on the single. Um, they're going to do the same for the album and then hopefully it really takes off. I think the album is going to be great, honestly. Like, if you like the single, you'll love the album. I promise that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, you guys are with Whoa, That's Fresh uh, PR for anyone that doesn't know. And yes. that team is absolutely incredible. I've worked with Gabby and, and Tori for a very long time. Yeah, and, um, and I don't mean to sound like a walking advertisement, but if you're somebody that is in a position like we were where it's like we know this would work and we just wanted to get out to more people, um, I would definitely recommend working with them. They're, yeah, they're yeah they've been beyond polite to us. Not to mention helpful. Yes. Yep. They, they've got, you know, again, it doesn't have to be an advertisement for them. And if they listen to it, great. But um, like Tori's been doing it for a long time. Gabby as well. Um, like I said, I've worked with those two specifically for a very long time. So like for a quote unquote smaller agency to have the level of connections that they have is unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're... Um you know, the working with them. Yeah. 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 You literally hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> um, you have anything you want to say, Johnny, about putting in stuff for this to get where we are, I guess, in terms of like gear or anything like that? Uh, I would have to say back when I was playing bass, I used to use a karaoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. And uh, I played the speakers out of that. It's very sad when that went RIP. So uh that's all i have to say about it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah i mean yeah i didn't have anything else to use other than a karaoke machine and then i finally bought a bass amp and then the bass amp was that i bought wasn't even loud enough so i was like you know what i'm not a bass player <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's that's real matter of fact but yeah yeah that's more or less what happened yeah yep all right what do you got man I, we bought a school bus. We did buy a school bus. Yeah, that's something yeah, that'll be rolled out eventually. <laughs> we well, that's for um, that's for uh, a bus for nothing. I guess uh, <laughs> anybody that knows anything that's going on with us right now, um, we've got the part one of the tour out and about right now, and for mm -hmm. the part two. All I will tease to everybody about what we're booking for part two is we are going to need to have a moat of sleeping and transportation. So we did actually get a school bus. And we're going to be just like the Partridge family. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> this really old TV show. It's way before our time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's not go into detail. No, it really is because I'm, again, I'm 38 and that's before my time if we're being <laughs> yeah. honest about it. Um, no, I, I, I do want to talk on tour and stuff too because, again, as a DIY band, you guys are doing all that stuff yourselves as well, booking shows, figuring out the, the tour routes. Um, you know, as part two gets ready to roll, figuring out, okay, who's driving, when, what time do we have to get out of the show, things like that. Like, there's so much shit that goes on when you don't have the extra people to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, getting, uh, getting everything booked. Um, it, honestly, it's been, it's been super fun. There's been a couple of times where an opportunity will pop up and then, it ends up uh, we're not able to do it or uh, scheduling conflicts and whatnot with the venue. And I, I don't want anybody to be, you know, discouraged to get literally get a hold of whatever venue you think is going to work for you and do it with what is going to work with what you've got going on right now. Right. Cause um, we have actually been booking uh, this part one of the tour since November. And luckily since um, I jumped on it so early and was figuring stuff out, we were able to, uh, we were able to get into uh, the local county fair. We were able to get, we got offered shows in Cleveland and we've, you know, getting them in Columbus. Cause I know that there might be some like diehard, like touring bands that look at the uh, tour we've got coming up and they're like, well, you're just doing it on weekends and stuff. But it's like, well, man, the thing is we're doing a awesome stream of shows with a bunch of awesome bands and we're doing it within what we're allowed. Like what, what we are qualifying as a tour is I, I, I've honestly, it says tour on the promotions and stuff that we've put up, but really I like to think of it more as a reign of terror <laughs> than anything, you know, cause we're going to be up in your bar, pissing your grandma off with our excessive punk rock. Yeah. Um, you know, so stomp, yeah. yeah. So like getting, getting it all stomp. figured out. Cause right now we're just in Ohio, Michigan and Indiana for, these shows but i'm gonna tell you right now part two is gonna have some of those states and a couple others so i'm really yeah we're really excited about getting that going especially with the tour bus so yeah heck yeah, last I mean, weekend we played a show with like two hours notice that was actually pretty cool it was, <laughs> uh, the hustle and bustle of it got us all going 
Right. Yeah. Right. It was. Yeah. It was great. But I, that's one of those things I I talk a lot about on the show. You know, with various bands and whatnot. But that goes into the whole networking side of stuff because you never know who that next connection is going to be and where they can lead you. Um, you know, so doing some of these shows, like, like you said, some of the bands maybe on the next tier above you or whatever are looking at it and going, yeah, but you're playing this fucking bar. Like you're playing O'Sullivan's in Fort Wayne. whoop de doo Okay. But you don't know who the booker is for O'Sullivan's. So what if they can get me in over here and then, this changes well, into that, you know? Yeah, yeah no stuff. Yeah. Stuff like stuff like that is exactly how it works. And I cannot encourage to uh, people who are getting into music enough that are listening to this. Don't be afraid to um, get recommendations to talk to people and don't be afraid to go to a show to meet somebody. Um, even, even if you think it's out of reach, you know, if you can get, if you can get that one second and tell them how much it meant to you and say, I want to work together someday, sometimes you'll get brushed off. And if you get brushed off, those are the kind of people you don't want to work with, but people who understand and want to, uh, move forward and help you move forward with them. Cause it's all a scene. It's all a community, you know, work with those people. Don't be afraid to try to take those chances and get a hold of them because a lot of the shows we have coming up are from people we have met or crossed paths with or talked to on social media or went and seen their shows over time and it all worked out beautifully. Yeah, we've made some great connections. We actually met up with Smells Like Nirvana out of Chicago, uh, Damage out of Fort Wayne, one of my favorite local bands. And uh, there was a few more I forget at this point, but yeah, it's, it's working out that way. Yeah, it's going great. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, it sucks to have to say, but be prepared to be rejected, right? Like, Of course. Of course. <laughs> yep. there's, there's going to be a lot of no's, but the yeses are going to just feel that much better. Right. Exactly. And yeah, that, yeah that's, a, that's a great point of advice. And I wish that was advice that would have been imparted to us uh, in the very, very, very early days. Because right. like, you know, when you're a kid and like you, you're just like, well, I just want to play music and I don't care if anybody tells me no, they're wrong. Like, like, you know, um, it, you, you eventually learn either the easy way or the hard way. And I wish that uh, advice would have been imparted to us way, way, way before we were where we are now. Right. And, you know, it's one of those things you live and you learn. And some of that just you have to experience yourself before. Uh, before it registers because you know again being young when you start the band a lot of people even if they would have given you that advice it's easy to say oh I would have listened now right um, but at that time you would have been like no nah, fuck you I'm gonna do what I do <laughs> right right <laughs> hindsight's 2020 so yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely um, let's talk a little bit about Really getting into the the album, Shit Cans, uh, already been released, kind of the lead single for it, um, without having to give too much away. This episode, I'm, I was just looking at the calendar, this is going to go live on the 12th, so, um, is that right? Yeah, the 12th, so just a couple days before the, the album actually drops, so whatever you want to spoil, feel free to spoil at that point, um, but you know what are we looking at like runtime number of tracks things like that well the runtime of the album is about uh 43 minutes um it's like it's like 42 minutes and some change but it's it's about 43 minutes um we're looking at 13 songs um trying to think trying to think here of uh what i can say here right. um, what are what are you guys cool with saying about the album Anything. Anything. Yeah, give them the scoop, dude. Give them the scoop. Let them in. Okay, let them in. Um, All right, yeah, the song is, or the album is 13 songs. Um, Shit Canned is the single off of it right now. I um, I do personally feel like um, there are going to be some songs that are favorites on the album. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, uh, Mm because the the thing is, the, the album where it's it's all alternative rock and it all comes off as punk but there's definitely songs on there that they almost like they're in the same same side of the coin but they almost alter into like different genres like uh lady lazarus is uh almost thrash metal um maybe would you call it thrash metal lady lazarus 
not yeah. quite, but it kind of it kind Heavy of gets metal. there, you know. Yeah, I would almost I would almost say like the misfit side of Metallica. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like punk yeah. and metal had a baby a little bit. Um, and there's I Hate Humanity. Uh, that's another song that goes really hard. But then like terrible and like terrible comes off more. It sounds more like a uh, like a soft country song, and then goes punk. Um. You know, but every every all of it is uh, is very much in that wheelhouse, and I think that there's going to be some favorites off of there that weren't the single. Um, I'm trying to think here. Um, I guess I guess uh, the best way to theme the album, calling it "Ex Girlfriends in Ecstasy," is um, ecstasy, kind of being more used ironically, <laughs> because uh, the entire album is about um, ex girlfriends and just feeling existential dread, like we had talked about before. You know that, you know I want I want it to be a uniting point for um, everybody that's going through anything. And I feel like anybody that's going through a hard time can at least probably pick one song off this album and go, I feel that. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's it's one of those things where the album is about just going through a rough time. <laughs> that's 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 really about it. Um, it's I mean, it's, it's not like uh, the Downward Swap by Nine Inch Nails where it's like this co- cohesive concept masterpiece. Right. But you know, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm really excited for the world to hear it. Uh, almost every single song has this energy to it that, especially even after I wrote some of these and then brought it to these guys, um, they really added this extra flavor to it that um, brings it up to where it needs to be, except for just some sing- singer songwriting guy, uh, you know, singing tunes, singing the blues, but in like a punk rock way. Oh yeah. Um, it's layered now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a it's like a like a five layer burrito. Taco <laughs> yeah, something something for the whole family. Yeah, yeah, and I think <clears throat> that's the the beauty of it, right? Like we've kind of circled around this a couple times, but being able to write those songs that are therapy for you, and then bring it to the guys, and them add their own flair to it, and like really help resonate within themselves to to portray and and perform is a big. Uh, achievement yeah and um you know like like uh also like you said another thing that's really fun about the album um you said that uh it sounded like there was a lot of uh different inspirations and influences with our music and you're definitely going to be able to feel them as you go track by track um there's 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 a little bit of green day in there there's a little bit of uh the pixies in there there's a little bit of mumford and sons in there there's a little bit of van halen in there it's 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 all i don't know it comes from a whole lot of different places and i i really think it just works as one cohesive piece when it's all together yeah um obviously like you said it's not a a full conceptual album uh Typically, I tell people to listen to a, a release like this front to back at least three times. Is that true of your work? Is it cohesive enough that it's in the order that it's in for a reason? Or can people dive in wherever and skip around? Um, I would say it could go either way, really, because there was a lot of thought put into the track order and like the feel of it as a whole. But really, you can kind of pick and choose like I do, and it doesn't feel odd uh, yeah and i mean like there's even literally a uh, an instrumental track right smack dab in the middle of everything that transitions everybody from the first half to the second half because the first half and the second half do have very different feels one is very much i guess you can ak- make it akin to like uh when guns and roses release appetite for destruction one side was guns the other mm-hmm. side was roses it's it's kind of like that the second side is much more melancholy and the first side is much more pissed yeah um that's the best way to put it so it's cohesive enough that it's almost like a you know left brain right brain i I don't know i that's probably the best way to put it yeah no and that that's cool i just i always like to ask because again for me personally the the first two or three times typically i go in straight play order um a because it's in that order for a reason in my mind but b is my first listen is usually that surface level, just kind of feel the music. Let's, you know, see what hooks me, whatever. Listen two and three is where you really start diving in. Okay. Like lyrically, where's he at? What's the story being told? Things like that. 
Um, I just find it it's a much more comprehensive experience that way, you know, when you're really diving into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, cause I, I mean, I love, uh, I love conceptual albums. Um, as a matter of fact, my favorite album of all time is the black parade by my chemical romance. Mm -hmm. There's that de you can definitely have different reads of that album as you go. And I feel like I've listened to the whole thing enough times that I can finally settle on a, this is what it's about. This is how it makes me feel. So like, um, you know, it, it wouldn't necessarily do that same thing for somebody else who is listening to it. Um, cause you know, so, cause you know, for the most part, a lot of albums are just like, I wrote all these songs and I just put right. them on one CD and here you go. But, you know, I feel like it's definitely a tone. And when we jump into what we know is going to be, um, the next one, whenever that comes out, not sure, uh, as of right now, we're still uh, writing and all that, but, um, I know that that one's going to have a very different, conceptual feel to it as well um it's definitely going to follow a theme and fit a certain mood so yeah yeah um for the shows that are coming up uh again this is going to go live um just a couple days before the album so plenty of tour dates for people to to come out and see you on part one uh what are some of the things that they should expect from a live neon straight jackets show Let's see. Um, we're going to have 10 story tall dinosaur statues. <laughs> we're going to show up in a UFO. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to parachute into every show. Yes. Whether it's it, inside <laughs> venues, too. I don't know how we're going to do it. We have a great team behind us. No, I guess. Um, I guess. I would, I would like to hear what everybody uh, has to say about it if you guys want to go before I do. I think we're really working on bringing in the action. Like, yeah. we're the more we kind of work out the live performance, the more it becomes almost like a choreographed show rather than just a band playing. Like, I don't know, me and Larry have things that we're going to do at certain times. Like, you do this, I'll do that. And it all just kind of adds texture to it. And I think it stays interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm in the band, so maybe yeah. I'm biased, but we I think it stays pretty interesting. <laughs> we're working on stage presence. We're working on, you know, just changing everything up. That being said, we want you to move. Yeah. We want you to, we want you to be up and around. And I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, just about every show we've ever played, there's been a mosh pit um, because believe it or not, whether you've listened to our single or not, because I know that one is on the little more of the softer side of punk. Like I said, there are some harder songs that get people going. So I guess you can expect that. Um, what about you, Johnny? Well, you can expect to see me headbanging and moving around a lot and you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about uh, Colton? <laughs> just, you know, we're just four dudes trying to have fun. So if you have fun with us, it makes it way more enjoyable for everybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, what about merch and things like that? Are you guys in that game yet? What's kind yes, of the yep, plan actually. for all that? <laughs> um, we're actually about to order some uh, merch here in a little bit. Um, yeah, no, we've got uh, t-shirts. This not is not what the t-shirt looks like. Yeah, this is with our old logo, so that's what he's wearing. <laughs> and for all the audio listeners, um, he's just wearing one of our old t-shirts. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we're gonna we're definitely going to have some t-shirts made um, with our band logo on it. Uh, we're going to have copies of the album starting april 14th if anybody listening to this wants to come to our album release party in antwerp ohio i know the album releases the 15th but we wanted to do a show back home um for everybody for a quote-unquote album release party to have everybody we know come and see us because the next night we're going to be in columbus and with album release being in columbus that's going to be a really good one especially with the bands we've got but yeah no uh we're gonna have t-shirts and um we're going to have t-shirts at first and then there's a couple other things we got to order, but we planned on having like stickers and then eventually copies of the album when it's ready to go. Yep. We're about to order those right after this. Yeah. We're looking at, I can see the tab they're uploading. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I mean, you know, I think that's one of those things that you don't want to jump the gun on it, right? Like you don't right. want to do merch your very first show as a band because who knows what may happen. But I think one of the places that, people tend to miss is they don't pull the trigger quite quick enough because how do you get your name out there if people aren't walking around with badass t-shirts and right. stickers right. everywhere or whatever 
Yeah, no, it, it always brings a smile to my face whenever, you know, because um we've got people that support our music and like when they just casually wear our shirts and stuff that that's like, oh, thank you. Like, thank you so much. Like, that means a lot. You know, stuff like that or people that just like rep the music on their social media, like posting to an Instagram story and they just like, I'm going to use this song because I like it and whatever, you know, just we I remember when we were starting to do merch, um, we, we actually got really lucky that it worked out pretty good. Like first time, cause, uh, our first show we ever did was at a national record store day at Gromy season tapes. We'll be there again this year too. Speaking of tour on uh, April 22nd, but, um, the first time we ever played there when we were getting ready for it, the store owner said, well, you know, people that come here that want to see the bands that play here on national record store, they love to support local music. So, get your t-shirts, get your albums, do what you got to do. You know, people, if you want people to hear it, then would be the time. Cause we initially weren't even thinking merch, you know, cause like, you know, that like, is this too soon? Cause we're the new guys. Is anybody right. even going to want this? But he highly recommended it and, it and it worked out pretty well for us. You know, there's a, there's a pretty cruddy homemade demo in somebody's <laughs> CD yeah. player in their garage somewhere that is miles behind what this upcoming album sounds. <laughs> It's like, but you know, um, you know, so I, I shared that exact same sentiment too, but I guess we just got lucky off a of recommendation. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I guess, uh, we're going to be selling like a uh, care packages that have got everything bundled together, or you could just buy one of those things and it will be all right. You know, just, so I don't know that, I guess that's what you could expect in terms of that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yes. And I think that's a, a great way to do it. You know, obviously a lot of bands, that are signed to labels and whatnot, the label throws together bundles with the albums and, and things. But I think, you know, I know for me going to, to local shows and stuff like that, usually it's okay. They've got, you know, two or three different shirts. I'll grab at least one shirt. Uh, I'll grab a, a sticker pack, whatever, and the album. Um, so I think, you know, having some quote unquote pre-made bundles for people is a great way to do it because more often than not, especially the, going back to what we said earlier about creating that community, the people that the music resonates with want to do anything they can to support. So having a little bit of everything is huge for them. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I don't know. You'd be surprised. Cause like, I remember that first time we ever did merch, we, uh, we didn't even have the money to print like t-shirts and do anything <laughs> like that. So we went and bought like a bunch of blank white t-shirts and drew designs all over them. And, People, people really like. I honestly think we should get back to doing that. The stencils again. and spray paint. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then we were, then we were spray painting, uh, stuff onto shirts. You know, because people kept asking us, "Where's those shirts? Where's those shirts?" And we've been lucky enough that every time we have ever made shirts, we have sold out of shirts. So, like, you know, people, people, the people that love the music and whatnot, like you're completely right. You know, they, um, they, they love having that and then with us bundling everything together you know it's 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 really exciting and i think people are gonna people are probably gonna like that because they ask us for it a lot yeah yeah and i think that's a uh maybe underrated thing you know especially post pandemic which is weird for us to be talking about now but um you know i remember me growing up going to church basements for shows and vfws and and all that you know little shitty dive bars and and whatever um the handmade merch was like that was where it was at like cool you bought this jansport backpack at walmart i know you did but you sewed on your own patches for it like yeah i want to buy that shit like why would <laughs> yeah <you? laughs> i mean yeah no we we haven't gotten too crazy with it yet but um we've tossed around uh nsj soap <laughs> okay. uh, you know you know because you come to our show you dance you sweat i didn't know about the plans for that <laughs> it's all up here man um, no all right uh, i mean <laughs> okay yeah no um but yeah i mean we haven't done patches or anything like that yet but we, we would love to jump on something like that especially if people start asking for it and um because that so so far it's just been like a i can't wait for that album to come out because i'm gonna buy it you have stickers, right? You have t-shirts, right? And so, you know, we're just going to stick with that right now because that seems to be what works, you know, because we got to find some way to make gas money to get to the next place. You know what I mean? So if, if, yeah. if you know, if the bra fits, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, 
the gas money thing is is funny that you bring that up because i i talk about that a lot as well um you know even for bands just having jake on not too long ago from between you and me we were talking about them coming over from australia and all the expenses in that it, he estimated and he's obviously not far off because they just finalized all their paperwork it cost them about ten thousand dollars just to get all their gear and people to the u.s Damn. That doesn't include gas, food, hotels, anything like that. So, like, that's why it's important to come out and support, regardless of what level band it is. You guys, especially as a, DI a fully DIY band, like, hey, you know, that $6 for a sticker or for a CD, whatever it is, like, that's going in the gas tank so that we can make the next show or get back home. Or it's going into the McDonald's dollar menu so that we can fucking eat something tonight. Right, right, exa right. exactly. Yeah. Especially the McDonald's. <laughs> we have, we actually, um, as of the recording of this, we have a show coming up tomorrow. And uh, right now, I'm just, I'm fully anticipating a trip to rallies. Yeah. As, soon, as soon as we're done with the show, That's a fair we, assumption. We we make we make we make a yeah. We definitely. Our, our thing is the thing that's nice about it is we have people that support us. And whenever we take a risk and go to a place the first time, we're always pleasantly surprised. Um, if we ever go back to that place a second time, how many people come back and bring their friends and whatnot. And so yeah. being a, being a DIY band, you know, like, and, and it's not much of a flex for a lot of people, but like the fact that we were able to like go all the way to Athens, Ohio, which is about five hours away from where we are one way. And then five, like five hours back, depending on mm -hmm. traffic to Columbus and Cincinnati or whatever. Um, the cool thing about that is like, I, like we can do this like little, yeah, well, like we had like a hundred people up in that venue and we made enough money to be able to go get some beer afterwards <laughs> and put gas in the tank and go home and get food. And like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like, like literally just that makes us happy as long as we're not like going into something and like, well, by loss, like $400. And, <laughs> and I mean, to some people that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily matter, but like when you're going like super, far away you don't know anybody well enough to be like can i sleep on your floor or anything like that it's always it's always nice to have that local music support whether they know you or not and it just feels completely reciprocated not only that everybody is up and dancing around at your shows too loving what you're doing and being like you know what i i want to i want to help you out because we've literally just had people that already paid to get into the show go hey man if you need like 10 bucks to go home i'll give it to you you know, and yeah. it's, it's, it's always nice. It's, it's nice feeling what it feels like to be a DIY band as weird as that sounds. Cause I know everybody wants to be up here, but as of right now, we're, we're just doing our thing and it's just working. And I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, again, back to like even bigger bands. Um, I'm going to forget who I was talking to the other day, but they're signed to a label and we were talking about it and like the way that their contract is with the label, the label does virtually nothing for their tour. Like they help book it and whatnot, but they don't give them money to go tour. They gave you money to do the music video, to do the album. So that tip jar that's on the table isn't, oh, they're fine. They don't need my money. They're just asking for it to pad their pocket. Like, no, that's, that's actually my gas tank. Like, Think about that as a gas tank. If it's not full by the end of the night, I don't go home. Right. Right. Yeah. No, we, we get that, man. I, I cannot encourage other bands enough. Like it might seem pretentious because nobody knows who you are, but I would hope that if somebody is in the local scene and is coming to your show, they would understand. Do not be afraid to put that tip jar out. Use your guitar case write tips on a sheet of paper, slap it up and do what, do whatever you got to do to make sure you're able to do what you love and not die. Try. <laughs> right. you know? Well, I, I think a prime example would be like, especially in, we, we live in the Midwest. So not any time over the fucking winter because fuck off mother nature. Um, but yeah. <laughs> in the summer, like, you know, you guys see it, I'm sure, in your area as well. But, like, in the summer for Indianapolis, there's all kinds of, of buskers and stuff like that. And they're not, like, making money hand over fist, but people are supporting street performers. So, like, 
they obviously see the talent. They want to give money. They just have to know where to put it. Right. Um, yeah, no, because like, I, and I know how that is too. There's been a couple of times while we were recording this album and prepping for this upcoming tour and getting everything ready that I just went, ah, fuck it. And I just grabbed a guitar and part of the PA and just went to a bar and I was like, can I play for tips real quick? And yeah. that's worked out for me a couple of times, you know? So like people... I don't know if, if people, if people love it, they'll support it. Or if people understand it, they'll support it. And like, you know, like even, even if you want to have a band and you don't have a band, like go out there do the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get, 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 get up, get up in the, in the storefronts as long as it's legal, everybody. And um, <laughs> do the yeah, just, yeah, just do, do your acoustic set, do whatever you got to do. Even if you're like a traveling busker or something, a nomad, if you will, yeah. like just, just do it, do whatever you got to do to make it work. And, and, uh, you know, cause you'd be surprised how many people in the world see art and go, even if I don't like that, I get it and I'll support it. Yeah, for sure. for sure. So kind of, uh, to wrap up, I didn't used to have any good questions for it. So I bought this game called hot takes. Okay. <laughs> I've been asking bands, uh, two questions from it on the different episodes. So, um, basically it's, it's supposed to be controversial. Some of them just make fucking sense, but uh, the first one for you guys is thin crust pizza is better than thick crust pizza. Yes. Right? Yeah, uh, you know, honestly, yeah. I remember as a kid being no. like, why would I eat pizza on a cracker? <laughs> and then like, now that I'm older, I'm like, you know what? This stuff actually goes down way better. Yeah, I can kind of get behind it sometimes, but I think it really depends what kind of pizza you get. You don't get pepperoni on thin crust, first of all, because you get whoa, pools whoa. of grease. <laughs> okay. All right. It depends on the pizza place. But, well, yeah everybody's different with their pizza but in general no pepperoni on thin crust other than that i can kind of get behind it what about what about you johnny how do you feel? i disagree yeah, wow <laughs> oh no oh, crust pizza. You motherfucker america i would like to present to you nsj fist fighting <laughs> i like i like thick crust pizza i'm sorry thick i like crust yeah not even so, normal like yeah, so, I guess maybe we should. Shit. I want more cheese. I want more of everything. All right. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe we should specify. Are we talking like Chicago deep dish or like regular hand tossed? Domino's pan pizzas. Ooh, there you go. Domino's pan bad. pizzas. There's good. this place called Oli's, I think, in New Haven, where they've got crust, cheese, crust, sauce, cheese toppings. It's that's like a fucking that's pizza that's lasagna. That's <laughs> yeah, that's literally, yeah, that's all. <laughs> It's the shit, though. God, okay, it's awesome. Okay, yeah. Double stick. All right. Yeah, I might, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I might fuck with that. Okay, Garfield. I might fuck with that. That question actually reminded me of, I saw on TikTok somewhere, um, they were doing, do you prefer your pizza in triangles or squares? And growing up, I would have said it was triangle slices, right? But I think I'm a square cut fucking guy just because, like, it's, it's faster. There's no... Especially if yeah. you're doing thin crust, like you don't have to worry about any fucking edges. Just boom. You know, yeah. while, while out and about touring, um, before everything we were doing here, one of the times we went down to Athens, Ohio, there's a place <laughs> called Goodfellas <laughs> Pizza. Here, this, this is another ad for something that's not us, everybody. Yeah. Um, Goodfellas Pizza. Mm-hmm. I was, we were done playing the show, bar hopping. I had quite a quite a bit of beer and fireball in me, and I'm like, you know what? I want pizza. Everybody's got these slices of pizza running around, these square slices. Find the place. It's called Goodfellas, and you go in there, and there's like like a like a cheese pizza for like twenty five dollars, and like a pepperoni pepperoni for thirty five dollars. And so I go in, and I'm like, give me an extra large pepperoni, man. And they went okay, and like it was Little Caesars. It was hot and ready, ready to go, cut into squares huge it was like it was like it crossed over my lap and hung over the sides <laughs> in the box one of those big old square boxes and uh that had the most heavenly crust <laughs> i have ever eaten on a pizza yeah, yeah and it was definitely back. in squares so if anybody from athens is listening to this i am getting that pizza and you are not going to stop me <laughs> <laughs> we're going on another adventure I was gonna say you guys are gonna be there on the twenty first at the Smiling Skull. So oh, yeah. I gotta yeah, see what it's about. Wait. I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, because because Mikey's the new guy. Man, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. We're playing Smiling Skull. It's a great venue. The stage is on the roof, and kids pack that thing. The last time we were there, we had to have 
had to have like a, about a hundred kids on that roof. If I'm like that, like dividing the amount of money we made off a of covered charge, it was about a hundred kids on that roof. It was an excellent show and everybody came to support and it was awesome. And good fellas pizzas. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I think, I think we're done talking about square cut pizza. Let's <laughs> the, the irony of that set of answers is the second card I pulled before you answered that you said we're introducing uh, NSJ fist fighting. This one is that we should bring back duels to settle arguments. Ooh, I wouldn't win any. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it would have to be kind of specific on whether or not you're allowed to duel mm, over this right this, this thing. Now, if I eat a trusty slice of Goodfellas square pizza, shut the fuck up! <laughs> yeah, oh my God, <laughs> that's, that's not gonna save. No, you can't believe bad, this like, guy's selling out on camera. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. It makes um, me think of the fucking Wayne's World. Well, well I'm trying. I'm trying to think here, man, because I guess it depends on the squabble. A million ways. If it's like a. Like, I don't have a penny, and instead of a leave a penny, take a penny, it's mm. like, okay, well, I have to fist fight you then. Fist fight over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's something like that, I don't know, or like, uh, hey, sorry, like, life's really hard right now, and I can have you the rent tomorrow, but I don't have it today, and your landlord's putting on You're like, all right. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, if- but here's the thing. If that was it, right, and you got to fist fight your landlord, if yeah. if I win, I don't owe you this month's rent, right? I don't know. This might see, work. That's entirely conditional, and it just completely yeah. depends on the terms. I, I think I'm down for it, dude. I, you know I think, what? I think I'm in. I've been dying to see like a good fist fight. Like you go to pay for <laughs> gas, right? Right. And you walk in, and the owner of the gas station is there, and you're like, "Hey, I'm not paying for this gas," and then you fight about it. Yeah. And if you win, you get free gas. You get free gas. <laughs> you're only allowed to use weapons in duels if you're using the same weapon. Oh yeah. Do we fight yeah. to the death or? Yeah. It doesn't say on there. Yeah. I would say no. I would say it's okay, gonna just yeah, be like you make the scene. I'm about to cause I a say scene. a fight. What I gotta do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's not to the death, I think we're good. I think I'm in. <laughs> yeah, have you heard some of the songs on this album? I think it should be to the death. <laughs> oh some gosh. of these, al- there's literally Listen, a song wow. on the album called "I Hate Humanity." Okay, but like, <laughs> like I could make so many fucking raunchy jokes. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know what? Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm no, in. We're in. I'm in. Yeah, we're in. Are you in? Are you <laughs> yeah. in? Yeah. Johnny, are you in? We're fist fighting. It's like yeah. we're all fist. going to a duel right now. Yep, right we're now. All, yeah, <laughs> we're all just going to beat each Who other. Who are we fighting? Right no, just uh, go fist fight for your dinner tonight. Go to yeah. a. Yeah. Go to the, punch the waiter. Go to the waiter. <laughs> and your local gas station attendant. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that pumps the gas. Yeah, yeah he has he's no, just the middle job. And you're like, all right, it's over. You know who else was fine? I don't know why I said tenant. Whatever. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I think we're all in unanimous agreement there. Yeah, for sure. Uh obviously I'll link all your socials and everything, but where can people find you? What's the best way to interact with you guys online? Uh personally, uh Instagram. Instagram, um, that's uh that's where a lot of the action is. I mean, if it's posted to Instagram, it's posted to Facebook. We suck at Twitter. We're so bad at Twitter's Twitter. Twitter's hard. Yeah, Twitter. I don't have Twitter. Oh, uh, well, the band does. <laughs> and it's not good. Um, yeah, I no, I, I would say like um, if you want to uh, get a hold of us, um, I guess just to be like, hey, like, hey, your music sucks. Like, you can get a hold of us on Instagram or uh, if you uh, want to do that or, or like ask about a booking inquiry or something like that. Uh, you can get a hold of us at Neon Straight Jackets, the way it's spelled in the title of this here podcast at gmail.com and uh that'd be the best way to get a hold of us i think the instagram handle is neon underscore straight jackets yep yeah 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 so that those are those would probably be the best two ways to get a hold of us i don't think i'm ready to put my phone number out there yet (laughs) (laughs) i I don't blame you i don't so uh no that's that's awesome that's everything i've got for you guys on this one um i'm looking forward to i think i'm gonna try i won't be there tomorrow in fort wayne um but i think What's, I just looked at it. Was it the May 6th that you're going to be back somewhere around there? The oh, O'Sullivan's. O'Sullivan's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll see what's going on on my schedule, but I'm I'm going to sh- see if I can't shoot for that one. Um, get out, check you guys yeah, out. Yeah, no, that'd be excellent, dude. We'd Sweet. love to have you. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's everything. I'll keep you posted on when this goes live and, and whatnot, and I'm looking forward to hearing the whole album and going from there. 
Hell yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you very thank much you for having us, man. This is uh this has been an eye-opening conversation, especially on the, <laughs> the dueling. pizza and fighting to the death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've learned I'm fight, some things today. I'm gonna fight someone for a pizza pizza. And now. um <laughs> I guess I guess uh, if I were to uh say anything before we go, uh, if anybody's listening to this and wanting to get into music follow your dreams. Don't let anybody tell you no. And if they do, and if you feel it in your heart that it's right, keep going. Yeah. Or fight them because that's what we just. Yeah. 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 If you want gas, you don't want to pay for it. No, 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 really, really people. We love you. Follow your dreams. Come see us live sometime. We're not, we're not afraid to talk about what's going on. With you, man. So. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much guys. Have a good night. Uh, get that merch ordered so that you guys can get out there and hustle. Uh, All right. Yeah. Thank, yeah, you, dude. thank you, Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Peace. See ya. And that was my conversation with Neon Straight Jackets. Really hope you guys enjoyed that one. Again, huge shout out to them for getting the whole band together to have that conversation. Uh, being just full of energy and, and fun. And, you know, it's, again, just a great thing to see artists that are authentic and truly playing for the love of of music and the healing properties that it has and just a a sense of like desire to make this thing work um they are out on tour um be sure you know as always we'll have links to their socials and stuff jump over check out that but They are doing a bunch of different little weekend shows, things like that. Be sure that you go over, check them out. Um, They are definitely going to bring the energy. They're going to bring a lot of fun to the stage. And uh, I think it's going to be something that regardless of kind of your normal preferred musical preference, they're probably going to be at least fun to watch for you, uh, even if you maybe don't get into the music as much. But um that's everything i've got for you guys on this episode be sure that you like share subscribe to neon straight jackets and the same for you make the scene uh also jump over check out our other podcast musicians for mental health uh we've just dropped a really really dope episode of that and you know it's it's all snowballing again which is great We're just picking up more and more uh, guests and getting more and more momentum behind us as far as uh, the level of guests and the number, and I've got a lot of really cool episodes for you guys coming soon. So as always, guys, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.